It's time for the Dynamics Podcast. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. It's time we got back on track. Um, it's almost February already, so uh, it's most definitely time to do another podcast. Today, we're talking to Marius Ager-Peterson. Uh, we're going to talk to him about customer engagement. We're joined by Kurt Hatlevik. He's also a business solution MVP. Today, it's all Norwegian. Enjoy. This is the Dynamics Podcast, episode 24, recorded January 25th, 2018. Customers Engaged, with the Maria Sager Patterson and Kurt Hadlovic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dynamics Podcast. And uh, joining me today is my lovely colleague, for now, it's Tommy Skewe. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Frederick, my brother from another mother. <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm um it's been a while since we've been uh, been podcasting. I've been extremely busy trying to tie up some loose ends and um so last episode was uh probably the coolest thing we ever did and that was the 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 tip off with uh with Murray Fife and and Chad Carnes. Yeah. Uh, the much anticipated uh, episode um uh, I'm not going to give away if you want to if you want to go check that out, who won and and all about that, it's um, it's in the description down below. If you're you're on YouTube, if not, uh, you can probably find the link somewhere. Uh, so um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but as I said, it's it's been New Year. It's a Happy New Year. Happy yeah. New Year. We're yeah. almost in February, and um, we haven't done a podcast in over a month. But I thought we'll take a, an, another whack at it and, and try and get out an episode before February is here. Because um, I got some news. I'm going to tell about that a bit later. But for the moment, I'm going to take on our guest, which is um, it was his Marius and uh, the wizard of EG. It's uh, it's Kurt Hotlevik and, and Marius. And now, guys, it's kind of cool because um, people might not know this, but in tiny little Norway, we're about... 5 million, a bit, bit over 5 million people right now. And we've got four business solution MVPs. And um, five. Have we got five? Who are we missing yeah. out on? Ahmad from Infoworker is uh, MVP in business solutions based on his work on uh, Flow and Power Apps. Okay, mm. so oh, cool. there's one, one in every million then. That's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty tight. So, 0.0001% of the Norway's populations are VSMVPs. <laughs> that was a fast percentage calculation. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but Marius, you're the you're the new one here. Kurt's been on before. Um, maybe you can do an introduction: who you are, what you do, and and how'd you get there. Yeah. So uh, I'm Marius, also known as the CRM Viking. Uh, which should give you a hint about what I do. Uh, I've been working with uh, Dynamics CRM since uh, 4.0. Uh, just uh, worked my way through everything there is to know about it, uh, which is a bit less than AX, thankfully. And uh, I'm the owner of the Dynamics 365 uh, meetup group in Oslo. So I'm guessing I got the award based on that, but I'm not sure. Uh, 
everywhere I go in the MVP world, I kind of find, I feel like the newbie looking up to the gods of uh, days yonder. Yeah, because th there are uh, quite a few uh, CRM MVPs out there. I think there is around 70 worldwide. Yeah. It's about okay. twice as many as we are on, on AX, isn't there? It's like... Yeah, at least. Yeah, at least. Oh, yeah, know. well... There, there's been an increase uh, the recent years, but uh, but yeah, I, I remember I was at uh, one of my first summits and I was uh, surprised to see how many CRM MVPs there were. Yeah. So, uh, so, so do you run your own company or are you? What are you doing this day? I know you were you did run your own company, but you started somewhere called called Puzzle Part. Yeah. So I tried this uh, my own company thing and found out that. Uh, work isn't everything in life. So after uh, a weekend uh, at a hackathon in Oslo, uh, I found out that the guys in Puzzle Park were just my kind of people. So we had a strategic meeting between there, uh, between Stefan Nordby, the uh, company manager, and uh, that turned out to be a job interview. And here I am running the CRM department. Yeah, you, you never know in this business, you never know when, when a job interview occurred, right? So talking to somebody and suddenly you're working together. As a... Yeah, so I, I, I'm basing all my talks with the companies that this is a potential job interview. <laughs> very good. <laughs> so just start with, hello, my name is Marius and I'm very happy with my, uh, <laughs> with, uh, my company. <laughs> well, that's good. So, um, so it's, it's it's so it's kind of that you are interviewing who you want to work at. It's not they interviewing you. It's kind of you who decides where you want to go. That's yes, the benefit I'm just of the MVP. for your resumes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt, maybe you could do a recap of uh, who you are and what do you do and how'd you get there. Oh yes, I'm um, living in Bergen, same city as you, Frederick. Uh, the rainy and the clean uh, city, which. Um, it's kind of nice uh, to, to live in. I've been working with um, the Dynamics product since 1997. So I have a few years on on track on there. And I'm mainly focusing on various management and retail and everything that is related to uh, enterprise resource planning. But um, yeah, and also blog a lot and uh, like to see the podcast that we create here. Oh, yes. And uh about that because um i can drop the news now um it, i've got one week left as an mvp because <gasps> uh, yeah because on on the first of february i'm going to uh, start working for microsoft uh which is um has been my my goal the entire life i i feel that it's, it's, uh, I, I love the company it's like when somebody likes football somebody likes basketball somebody likes technology like me and if you have a football you're into football you kind of like a you have your favorite team and uh well, microsoft's kind of my favorite team and uh so it's kind of like a football very very interested footballer now going to work for their favorite team so that's mm. me next week uh, uh you have yeah. you have to give thomas some napkins i see some tears coming down his uh, <laughs> <in here. laughs> yeah it's gonna miss me yeah i was I like know. oh okay good riddance no i'm yeah. kidding <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah yeah you said <laughs> tommy called me and said well kurt since we are we are going to the MVP summit, 
and Frederick is not here. Uh, could we sleep in the same room? Uh, of course. <laughs> He's got, he needs, a, uh, so, he needs so somebody My to only requirements were it has to be an MVP and he has to come from Bergen. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what can I do? Second choice. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some more MVPs from Bergen. There's a couple of more. Well, AX uh, yeah, MVP then. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so there's, there's two West... Norway guys and from your dialect I, I figure you're you're not uh, you're not from Oslo uh, Marius are you no uh, I'm from almost all of Norway except the west coast <laughs> well that's good yeah yes I, I I've lived every uh, like from the yeah quite far up north and then in the middle of Trondheim and Kristiansand and several parts of the eastern side but after Trondheim, they told me that the weather in Bergen is so bad, I didn't want to check it out. Ah, they, they, it's like Seattle, I, right? I got a trick question for you. So, uh, extremely far north, how how far is, is that? Well, uh, for people in Oslo, it's uh, further north than Trondheim. Right, exactly. But for you, it's... Uh, it's so, uh, yeah, I've lived in Sopplan and uh, Nadvik and been a lot to... Well, haven't lived there, but spent a lot of time in Tromsø. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're well traveled. So let's talk about the year. What happened last year? Are you? Um, anybody want to kind of start off? Because we we had a. It's. There was a lot of stuff happening last year. Um, we're kind of getting off on that. Uh, what, yeah. We we got the Dynamics 365 unison back last year or that's two years ago now so we back in 2016 and then we kind of just waited November what was 16th. happening yeah and and then it we, we it kind of grew into what the envision was from from microsoft um, pretty intensely during 2017 there's a lot of updates we on on ax we got the the separation of the client and the the or not the the aos what's it the the application and the, the, the platform and um, suddenly we got a lot of updates and there was a lot of updates coming out um, 7.1 7.2 and uh, I guess on, on the CRM side you you got version 9 on yeah which was big um, big change and yeah uh, the spring release which turned out to the, be the July release which came out in October yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, we had, yeah and, yeah. and of course, I, I have some customers on that, and, and uh, we were trying to upgrade. And it's kind of time slotting when you want to upgrade the CRM. We got a time slot in April. Yeah, I was first out, so I get it in February. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. And uh, and uh, anything you kind of want to take away from, from last year, uh, maybe you want to start, Kurt? You, know, you have some uh, thoughts on, on 2017 and. Uh, I, I, I feel that that finally, finally we um, we we got the name together, Dynamics 365. But I feel now that in in 2017 it kind of matured, and and we suddenly see now that Microsoft is drawing up uh, processes of that kind involves both product lines. So so you you very often start a process in in the CRM elements and then continue on the operational elements in Dynamics 365 operations. So I think that's kind of exciting to see the maturity of those processes. And we see that 
that when we go out to customers now, um, we don't go out as a CRM team or as a operations team. We go out as a Dynamics 365 team. And, and kind of then have customers focusing on the the, uh, the, the sales pieces. And then of course, um, um, uh, build up integrations between the two um, two systems. And uh, I'm hoping that in 2018, these things kind of mature and, and, and all that, that we also get true integrations between these systems, which is uh, more or less out of the box. So I'm yeah. looking forward for that. Yeah, because the mm. CDS is also a, was kind of a new product, and it grew into something. And uh, we know that it's going to evolve, and and they've they've said that it's going to be something that is going to be growing into a more tightly integrated platform for integration. So mm. uh, we're looking forward to what's going to happen on that. And I finally think that when that comes to fruition, we, we're going to see what Dynamic three sixty five kind of really is. Mm. Uh, and uh, until then, we'll 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 just uh, live in unified operations and customer engagement, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought I thought it matured, and I thought people got ready and to kind of uh, got ready to to be uh, start to upgrade from from earlier versions, right? The the, the two thousand and nine upgrade path was was set, and then the twenty twelve upgrade path uh, got in. Um, Late that year, at least in the summer, and then we we saw customers kind of at least for our, from our side, we actually got sales coming in and projects being planned because there was a lot of skepticism in the beginning for what this was, and we wasn't sure, and we you have to do some training and these types of things. And I thought in November, December, it was really hot on the sales side. It was a lot of people kind of wanting to to jump the gun and be the first one out. So, um, did you do any? any implementations during that year in 2017 did you go live with any customers uh kurt uh, oh yeah we had 30 customers going live so yeah it has been a tremendous uh, amount of focus on um, on that and uh, but but we see a very good mix of existing customers and new customers so um it, it's very clear but I, what i've heard at least and what i also see is that norway is one of the countries where uh, they kind of adapted to this technology uh, fastest because yeah, uh, I heard we were second to to uh, Netherlands. There was Netherlands yeah. and then Norway from. Yeah, so it, so it kind of seems um, at least in the in our market and the customers we meet, they they have confidence in Microsoft. Uh, but I see in other countries they are a bit more skeptical, especially when it comes to uh, placing their um, um, their information in a cloud. Uh, they don't know where it is. So we have these kind of myths, myths that is still going on, um, at least on, on abroad. If you go down to Denmark and go further to Germany and uh, and so on, you still have a lot of skepticism which exists. Yeah, and Germany is kind of one of the things that Microsoft is is making sure that, that myths, th those myths are, are kind of... Uh torn down because they they put up their own data center which is is run by deutsche telecom and they can host it there uh, and i think it was uh, on 7.2 they actually got the data center up are, are, do they have mm. the the german data center up and running now i think they uh, yeah. they publish it okay maybe sure. i haven't checked yeah 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 I so think they do. But uh, one thing, the um, the Dynamics 365 for uh, what do you call your your area? Dynamics 3, uh, 365 for sales or for customer engagement? And yeah, how do you brand yourself, Marius? That I I would I would oh. guess that was for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
uh, I start by saying customer engagement, and then like everyone else, I follow up with formerly known as CRM. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. So for, for me, then uh, 2017 was the year where nobody adopted the Dynamics 365 uh, as a product name. Okay. Yeah, yeah we still still get uh, customer leads where they say CRM and people from companies who shouldn't say CRM still does. Mm. Uh, not mentioning names because they're going to hang me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I try to say, but, but it's kind of like a, an icebreaker. So I start by explaining how uh, the name change is important because it's uh, a signal that uh, Microsoft is changing the way they are delivering that application. It's no longer a customer relationship management solution. It's an entire customer engagement solution. Mm. So project service isn't customer relationship management. That's mm. project service, obviously, but it's a part of your customer engagement. So it's, yeah, I use it as an icebreaker and just explain how Microsoft is adopting and how uh, Salesforce is still a square piece of paper. Mm. Yeah, the uh, the um, uh, the community you have is that large? Is it uh, because uh, uh, there is a Microsoft site called Ideas dot com, Ideas Dynamics dot com, and in there you kind of have suggestions and so on. And then I realized that those who's working in the CRM part, they have close to ten thousand ideas, while yeah. we on the operation side we have uh, close to a thousand. So this may, how, how big is actually the community that you have? Really? Uh, so I, I think it's quite large, but not that large in Norway. At least the active community isn't that large. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are several MVPs who earn their title based on responding on the Dynamics forums and so on. So it's uh, there's a lot of knowledge out there. And we have solutions like the XRM toolbox and uh, stuff like that, which uh, makes developer invest time in uh, open source tooling, which again makes them promote the product and so on. So uh, it's there are several ecosystems that, uh, yeah, kind of just promote new professionals to join in. Mm. But isn't that the overall overall thing when you compare? Uh, let's say CRM and AX or customer engagement and, and operations is that uh, CRM is is way more mature than uh, than AX on that end because it's been SaaS for so long and it has it's been online it's been available as a, as a subscription solution uh, fully hosted by Microsoft and it has a more mature community I guess than AX I mean I th for me it seems like it, if the community started building up uh back in when back in 2012 when you got that they launched the community forum and i mean it, it's it's had it has built up uh, a lot uh, the last maybe four or five years uh for on the ax side but it seems like it's been bigger and it's been longer and bigger with crm so i think you are way ahead of us uh if i if you're going to say you and us those yeah times. well so that's mistaken shame on you Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the community is uh, is yeah the community is quite robust, but uh, the customer engagement solution just keeps changing all the time, and like half of the acquirements Microsoft has done has been pushed into the uh, CRM and customer engagement uh, environment. So uh, operations is kind of more robust and it changes more gradually, while in two years, uh, dynamic CRM turned from like a sales customer service and marketing where they bought up some other marketing solution, which turned out that was too big for a dynamic solution. Then they partnered with Adobe, and then they took the whole ticketing system and tore that apart, threw it into the main ecosystem. And then they added portals because they had bought ADX Studios, which I'm very glad that they did. And then they bought project service automation. Or, you know, I can't remember if they bought that or if that came along with field services. But anyway, it's just a lot of products thrown in there and there there are so many changes you can if you want to be a customer engagement mvp you can just start today and pick anything there's okay. just so much to learn and to do so you're not competing with 70 other mvps for a title it's mm. just like yeah just take anything there's more than enough for everyone yeah another question and for instance, in our world, uh, when we create a sales order, we create a purchase order, we create a customer, uh, we we kind of need to select the different fields from uh, lookups and so on, because it's very strict saying that you cannot fill in anything in a field unless it's kind of defined. But on, on, the, um, on the customer engagement app, it kind of means that it is more loose. It doesn't have... You can, of course, set up strict uh, rules on, on different things, but it kind of means that they are accepting that you may be typing in a zip code that doesn't exist, or you can type in information that doesn't exist. Um, well, how, how do you see about that? Is it is it the way the, those kind of users is working? It's kind of collecting a lot of data and... Yeah, so... Uh... It, it it came from a, it, it used to be a CRM system, even though it's like customer engagement now. And the thing about a CRM system is that it's uh, uh, it's to empower your salespeople. So it's a tool that is supposed to make it easier for them. And if a salesperson doesn't have the correct zip code, then preventing him from filling in that data and continuing in the sales process suddenly becomes a reporting tool instead of. Uh, sales efficiency too. Mm. So I think that's just like an important basis that, uh, as we all know, salespeople have the attention span of half a goldfish, so they need to be able to just insert <laughs> their knowledge yeah. as fast as possible and keep moving. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, in in AX, like a, a classic ERP application, I, I really don't want to send out goods and the invoices to addresses that don't exist and so on. Mm. Yeah, but how, how do you see the uh, the process of that? Since since Microsoft now is promoting, you, we need to think about, thinking about uh, prospect to cash, these kind of long 
longer kinds of, um, of processes where on the one end you have a tool which is meant for quick sales and making sure that you have relationship management and 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 the um, you don't have too much restrictions on the data and then you, you suddenly are pumping data over to a system where you're very strict you need to exactly know the ideal number you need to be specific on the quantity and the unit and so on yeah so uh, the sales system should you should really be specific on the, the units and how much people are buying and that's why we have actual and estimated as two uh, different fields mm. but when it comes to addresses and so on it's, it's uh, i kind of feel like they're complementing each other and the basis of the of the cds model that it's the same entity so a contact in uh, previously known as CRM is the same as a, a contact in uh, operations. Mm. But there are some fields in the operation schema that aren't available in the customer engagement schema. Mm. So you don't contaminate the data across, but you share the data that is important, like the name and the phone number, the email address. Mm. Because in a in a... Uh, sales uh, efficiency system like a CRM system or customer engagement system, an email address and a phone number is much more important than mm. the zip code or uh, mm. the uh, invoice uh, number. Mm. Yeah, but I, uh, can you also see that we will have some quite interesting situations later on when when you have um, uh, when we're integrating these two systems more and more. And, um, and that, of course, it, it could mean that those uh, salespeople who felt that this is, a f this is very easy for me to use, and then suddenly there will be a lot of rules saying that you need to apply these rules other than the, than the operation side will not be able to catch up or use this information. Do you, do you, do you see that, that, that then suddenly the salesperson says, oh, and now it becomes too difficult again? Yeah, uh, so that's the that's an issue time and time again. Uh, so you see people implementing new uh, customer engagement system right now, and they have a like this sales process, which is seven or eight different stages. And each stage they have required fields, and each stage you have to update the probability and so on. And when they go live with this system, the salespeople just go, oh. Oh, I'm, I'm just reporting what I'm doing. Okay, so I'll just fill in my Excel spreadsheets and my OneNote uh, notes. And at the end of the week, I'll just fill in whatever I did this week in the CRM <laughs> system. Uh, so I don't, I think that's the same kind of challenge when you try to integrate with operations. You have to find that, uh, what you call that in English, like the gold middle. Mm. the golden ticket kind of yeah. Uh, so yeah it's going and it's going to be different from one implementation to the other uh, okay. so people are different and company cultures are different and it's it's going to be important for us as consultants to guide customers yeah. so that uh, so one of the things yeah. that I notice is that you're kind of moving now to, to every time we start talking about this, we move to sales because that is a lot. There, there's so many components coming in now. So um, the scenario that we're talking about now won't basically 
apply if we come to field service because then again a zip code would be really really crucial if you don't have the zip code you yeah. don't know where your service people are going and then, and then again if we're going to if we're going to uh, project service automation it's again another field now what, what's kind of weird now is that because uh, we have had project service automation it's called project accounting and and, and management in 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 operations but that kind of has handled everything that that is now being moved out to uh, the xrm platform it's going to be really interesting to see how this is going to be interoperable uh, between the different systems what it's one of the next kind of tasks that they're handling they've handled prospect to cash now and the next one now is project service automation and i'm, I'm really looking forward to see how that is going to work because i think also what you're saying is about efficiency i think it's more xrm probably is a more efficient um platform it's it's more mature when it comes to let's say the, the development platform underneath with uh, tommy says that it's based on c sharp as opposed to c plus plus which is on the ax side and okay yeah isn't that based on c plus plus x plus plus is so it's the basic x plus plus x plus plus is now uh uh, a .NET language, yeah, okay. it's a managed language. Yeah, well, so it, it, it's basically a more mature uh, application. I'm really looking forward to see what they're going to do and how much they're going to move now, because it obviously they're they're taking bits and parts of operations and moving it into CRM. And what, what is exciting now is that you see, yeah, you have a lot of it, it, an active community and you've been working on sales. That's mainly what you're focused on. But suddenly your platform now supports project service automation, customer engagement. Um, it, it's supporting uh, field services, which has basically been something that has been handled by the ERP people. And I, I think that we on the operations, finance and operations side now have to look into what's being moved out and try and, and, and go into that. And that's th where I think we will kind of butt heads in the future where we see CRM guys coming in with, with project service automation and then operations coming in with, with service automation. And so it's going to be an interesting kind of uh, scenario where we deliver the same product, but we have two different backgrounds and two different uh, maybe views upon how this is going to be implemented. Hmm. As I think for the future, it's going to be decoupled a lot more. So formerly known as CRM is going to be uh, sales and a partially customer service because the customer service module from CRM was really just sales focused. So it's not like a classic uh, ITIL application. It's more like, oh, you have an incident. Can we make a sale out of that incident? In that case, you have this convert to opportunity button. Uh, so, like the former CRM, very sales-based, and it's going to be more decoupled in the future, and then we're talking about sales. And it's the same way with field service. It's its own module, but for everyone used with the system, you used to work with the system, you can see that it's actually part of the old CRM. But field service was uh, a CRM solution uh, from um, field one, and Microsoft bought Field One and then spent a lot of time uh, stripping away parts to make it fit into the Dynamics ecosystem. And I believe as they uh, decouple it even more, you will you won't think of field service as being part of 
formerly known as CRM or customer engagement, you're going to think more of it as sales, field services, project service automation, connected field services, and so on. And I, I really hope they take the good parts from both sides and put it into field service. So mm. uh, that's kind of uh, a huge responsibility Microsoft had because if they just take something from one side, you're basically neglecting all of the professionals who are working with operations or with customer engagement. Mm. So they need to see that these people need to come together to deliver solutions that are uh, both to the value of uh, partners and customers out there. Yeah, I think we mm. have to kind of change our mindset that we are AX and we are CRM. We have to get in line with the, the marketing strategy, which is now um, this is if, if you're going to work with projects in, in the let's say you're going to work with businesses that need project service automation, you should also know this the XRM tools that are there as well as what is in finance and operations. So it has yeah. to be a crossover. And, and what you're saying is that instead of, I heard, was it the, there was a podcast, I think it was Brita Rexted and uh, uh, Implement This. They talked about that. Look at it as yeah. more of a platform. You can do anything as long as you program in the business logic. So if you took all the business logic that are is in AX now and just coded it into at the XRM platform, you would basically have the same solution right there there's yeah they they could have gone with that strategy but it looks like they're they're kind of maturing it to it and easing us as a, a partners as well into this but i think we have to be awake and and be uh, open for for changing uh, changing the the applications and that's why we need both parts and as i said we, we're going to see convergence we're going to see probably a lot of erp partners buy up smaller CRM partners because those are more fractured, and um, yeah, and and that's that's how it's going to be. Yeah, the, yeah, and we also have to watch out for uh, for new and upcoming CDS people because oh. they're going to take our jobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when when Talon came came out, like people are talking about, oh, this is uh, stuff they got from uh, NAV, and and like uh, it, this is inspired by this and this, and uh, talent is the first. Uh, application built from the ground up based on CDS. Yeah. So if if we don't watch out for those guys coming with ladders, they're going to catch up to us. So it's really important to stomp on them and keep them down. So we're still the best. <laughs> and we have to change our mindset that we're, we're delivering a product and more that we are business advisors and business process consultants, because that's yeah. basically, and we know our toolbox, the different toolboxes we have. Um, and we have to get to know them and there are a lot of tools at the moment so so everybody has to be there's there's no wizard that can have, do everything now in applications except kurt of course uh, yeah but, but I, yeah i have a question how long time does it take to learn the uh, customer engagement map if if i would like i'm starting let's say from scratch and i would like to be a quite okay consultant how much time do you think i would uh, require before I actually can't deliver value to the customers. So uh, never, because customer engagement is too big now. Okay. So I, I don't think even the most seasoned uh, veterans in the MVP world know all of the uh, modules. 
because there's so much. Mm. Uh, but uh, like if you're a developer, just learning the basic guidelines for doing REST services and some uh, minor front-end development, then you can start delivering on Dynamics uh, customer engagement projects really fast. But they're moving away from that whole back-end, front-end kind of development and focusing more on flow, power apps, and uh, business value. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that was the hardest part for me, actually, because I, I really love uh, coding. Like I could s- sit for two weeks and type, uh, just typing C-sharp code, pulling my hair out, drinking coffee, and I, I just love my life. Uh, but I had to get used to that we're delivering business value and uh, the dynamics licenses aren't cheap so you have to see the value in the platform and focus on how can we how can we solve actual business problems and not try to design a system based on the platform that we like that was where we was uh, we were on on 4.0 and earlier versions right because we were like we can go in and we can be consultants and then we started tinkering and we added fields and we added business processes we added tables and we added everything and coding coding and that was we had these these hybrids of consultants and developers that were out there and and being in meetings with customers and going into the live solution and hacking away and making thomas shaking his head because he had yeah uh, He's a developer. <laughs> that, that, that's the reality. That's how it was back yeah. in, in 4.0. The cowboy to, times. The cowboy times, yeah. And I think Microsoft is trying to, they, they've been working a lot to kind of reduce that. And I finally heard, again, I'm going to pull up the the, the, the Implement This podcast uh, with Peter Rexted and, and you know the other guy. Um, Joe Lindstrom. No, no. Implement This is Wasn't with Brida Rexted and... I'm sorry. I so I'll put a link in the description, and you'll find yeah. it. So, so they they'll um, uh, they the f- first time I actually heard them talking about standards because I feel that the CRM space is also create new fields. If you want something, I'll make it for you. No problem. We'll do it. Is is that where you you kind of at? I know that you're capable of it, but is that something that everybody else in the business is doing? Uh. I think so. A lot of people are still delivering uh, the old-fashioned way. So, uh, like Microsoft has warned us that they might enforce the rules of the license types in the future, but I think there are a lot of companies still delivering based on the um, team member license. So, just creating tons of custom entities and just saying, "No, we're not replicating any functionality. No, not at all. It's uh, it's all brand new." Okay. And I think they're going. They're headed for a shock in the future where the team member license will be actually limited. Uh, so yeah, there are a lot of a lot of companies still just yeah, we're creating a field here, a field here, a new entity there, and we're just we're not going to use opportunity because that costs too much for making our own entity, and we're going to call it potential for sale. Okay. Yeah. It's not an opportunity at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Well, I heard heard that Brito had heard uh, um, somebody at Microsoft talking about them asking them to stick to the standard because that is kind of the mantra. If if so, somebody goes out and sells operations today, you're gonna hear, hear a lot of of talking about 
sticking to standards standard 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 don't add another field we'll we'll get around it by using another field for another function or you have to change your your processes right and um and i'm yeah. hoping that 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 is where the crm is is also kind of moving towards being more standardized so that the application is more fulfilling of, of what is expected of a company uh, on the crm space I think quite the opposite. I think it's going to be more like uh, you're building apps for Dynamics, for the whole, whole the Dynamics.com thing. So when you're publishing apps, it's with your fields and your entities, but it's it's going to be important that you decouple them from the standard. Yeah. So feel free to add the entities, feel free to add fields, but just don't contaminate the default uh, schema. Do you see upgrade issues when you when you go from earlier versions now to to version 9 do you see some issues there uh well we don't know the upgrade uh, first available upgrade is february 20th i think okay let me yeah, rephrase that about... have, have you had that issue when you go from 2011 or the earlier versions and then up to to newer versions now do you see you have to remodel things or things are getting overwritten. I'm not sure how the technology behind this works, but you have had any issues with code not working on, on new platforms? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because the most recent update was like the TLS 1.2 thing. And uh, like everything stopped working for everyone suddenly because uh, Dynamics 365 suddenly didn't support uh, the defaults for .NET 4.5. So people had a lot of applications out there, like portals and integration uh, pages couldn't connect to Dynamics anymore. Mm. So that just broke a lot of stuff. Yeah. But uh, in, in people's defense, like Flow and Azure Service Bus can't replace anything. Uh, or, well, anything. It can't replace everything yet. <laughs> so... Yeah, we have encountered things that are breaking, but the community has also found clever ways to work around it. Like, for example, you if you're going to do customizations on the account form, then you just open the account form and save as. So you make a copy of the default one, and then you just work on the copy. So when you get an upgrade and the form changes, it doesn't hurt the customizations you made, but you've duplicated the forms and the schemas and so on. Hmm. Hmm. Is it, um, as far as I know, you can deploy version 9 instances of the um, uh, of the sales right now. Um, yeah, but you cannot new, new instances. You, yeah, but you cannot upgrade them. Uh, no. Do you have customers saying that, okay, uh, I'm just exporting out my data and I'm closing the production environment I have and I'm pushing the data in? Yeah, so we don't have any customers doing that, but for sure there are someone, some customers doing that. And uh, the thing is that the update coming on December 20th is not 9.0, it's 9.01. So all of the issues they're reporting, all of the, like the Dynamics app for Outlook, which is an Outlook web app, uh, it says preview all over it, and that's not going to be the case on February 20th. Okay. So, yeah, you could you you could use version nine now. Like we are using version nine internally because 
I'm I, I'm hard to deal with when I uh, try to get my will. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I wouldn't advise customers to go to version nine and migrate all of that data because there are so many fixes coming in nine oh one. Okay. Yeah. Do you know if they're going to fix the uh, the sorting issue? Because we've been asked to deploy a Norwegian uh, database for version 9 and not the English one. Because the English one would mess up the sorting. I'm just curious. No, they, I haven't, you haven't I heard, haven't about, heard that. about that. No. Okay, no. Yeah, but uh, how so. far have you come to utilizing Microsoft Flow and Power Apps and uh, Power BI and those kind of additions that we have in the family now. Yeah, so the biggest business value I've delivered the last few months is actually no code, all Microsoft Flow. So there is this one solution which I'm kind of probably too proud of, where you create an account in, uh, in sales uh, which triggers a flow, and the flow checks whether there is an existing channel in Teams. If it isn't, then it creates a new channel. Then it uh, creates a dummy file in a SharePoint document library, just uh, so you don't have to wait for the timer job to run. Uh, and then it goes back into Dynamics, and it creates a, a, a document location, and then connects that document location to the account. So. Whenever you create an account, you get a new channel in Teams, and the document location is uh, available both in Dynamics and Teams. Okay, and that's have just you... that's have just you... a, like a few hours of configuration which everyone can do. Hmm. How far is it in the uh, ability to run Pobia embedded? Uh, well, you're asking the wrong guy, but. Uh... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can embed reports from Power BI, and uh, if you have Dynamics licenses, then you have the right to use Power BI. So, uh, uh, it's kind of uh, it, it's an area which is hard. Uh, it, it's hard to deliver on right now because people are used to having advanced reports in CRM. So they're doing advanced fetch reports or doing uh, reporting services reports. And now they have Power BI and they're thinking like self-service BI inside uh, CRM. But like I said, like CRM or a customer engagement system is a sales efficiency tool. What you want in your sales efficiency tool is what can I work with now? How, how am I doing uh, based on my KPIs? and which work are what are my employees working with right now? So you don't want like those huge reports showing you which areas of the world you're selling the most and uh, what's the average age of my clients and so on. That's just that's a BI solution. So do that in Power BI by all means, but don't bring that into customer engagement. Yeah, because because I see a lot of a lot of these. Dynamics 365 apps, they, they, they kind of build into each other. You kind of have the ability to embed uh, uh, Power Apps, Power BI operations and CRM elements to, to each other. And I'm sometimes wondering if we will end up in a recursive um, action here where an app includes itself in an app and, and that kind of <laughs> shuts down the entire Azure. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, why not? <laughs> so, like, uh, well, if you if you look at uh, Satya Nadella's keynotes and Scott Guthrie whenever he talks about new stuff, uh, if all the customers implemented the things Microsoft are talking about and demonstrating, then everyone would have the same system and everyone would have machine learning which learns from each other. So basically, all customers would sell the same thing to the same uh, end customers and everything would just go in the loop. You wouldn't yeah. need people anymore because the Microsoft platform is just dealing with itself all the time. Yeah. But as and a business solution now, to yo-yos and marbles. As the, as the solution is now, we, we have, you mentioned Satya and um, uh, did you get to read the book guys? Have you read the book? Yeah, no, I, I cheated and I got it on audio, <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah. it it is on on Audible, yeah, yeah, you, and uh, and and it talks about he's he's been very adamant and he talks about these systems of engagement and systems of record, and if you look at what Gardner is talking about, so you have the the system of of in record which is in the bottom, which basically would be finance and operations. So those are types of systems that you change every ten. 15 years or so. And then you have the system of, of differentiation, which they call it, um, which is the tier above, which would basically be the CRM apps. So it would be sales and, and these types of things, which are business process specific to different types of organizations and these types of things. And then on top of that, you have what Gartner calls the system of innovation. And that is what we are now seeing with power apps and, and power bi and and because you can you can call power bi actually an app i i use it to solve so many different business uh, critical situations where you have well we have a business requirement that we need some changes in the system to do this and in many cases we just end up with a power bi report which is better for the for the solutions that they're asking for so um I think it's really interesting to see that how Microsoft now applies that same logic. And I know, uh, Kurt, uh, that Bujold uh, Kessensen, which is uh, uh, fairly big in this, uh, has talked about this same architecture type for, for years now. And it's really cool to see um, him also being on board and talking about how exciting this is. Um, and I think that also kind of influences how good the Norwegian market is now, because um, we see so much excitement about this new platform every new technology we have tinkers in every business everybody's in making excel spreadsheets and now they got power bi and power apps and, and flow that they can play around with to to make new business processes and um i think we're going to see an immensely yeah. big value coming up yeah. in 2018. He, he's also addressing another uh concern and, and 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 that is the innovation cycle that microsoft currently is on because they're coming with so much new that you kind of end up with um, a lot of partners and customers who the only thing they do is try to learn. And and and, uh, and we, we suddenly see that the customers is not and the partners not able to cope up with the innovation that is currently happening. And each time you have implemented something, it is already outdated because th there is new releases and new software coming up. And um, and uh, he addresses that that in in uh, what could happen then is actually a loss in productivity because suddenly people get a lot of attention on the software and not the actual value drivers that that this the the software should um, uh, represent yeah 
Mm. It's exciting that we have to make sure that we we don't we don't forget that we actually have to do business as well. Um, yeah, there's so much fun things to play around with. <laughs> yeah, well, Kurt, uh, you you alluded to it sort of uh, early on in in the show. Um, you'd have so many implementations in 2017, and uh, I get a feeling that a lot of the customers today they have a higher expectation of the solution we provide as partners today. They expect them to talk to each other, they expect the integration, they expect uh, them to be available on any device, uh, etc. Um, so even though I'd be happy to implement AX2012 R3, uh, which is something that I feel very familiar with, um, I just have to learn operations anyway. So, mm. but yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. A another thing uh, from the uh, hit refresh book is uh, the focus on accessibility and how it explains that his uh, son with handicaps uh, and how the perspective he gets from that and how important it is for him to build accessibility inside into all the applications. Yeah. Making sure that everyone. Uh, like everyone gets applicable for the job market. Yeah, that was really, uh, and uh, I think that's yeah, really a, a, a good. Uh, a, a, there, there was a really insightful uh, chapter right there into how he thinks and how he wants to be a part of this, and I think it's just amazing to see how he's changed the company now to one Microsoft, which is um, it's pretty awesome. You should read the book, Tommy, and. Um, it, yeah, it, I'm going to. Well, well, I'm going. I'm going to put a link in in the description to the book. <laughs> and if you don't subscribe to Audible yet, you can get it for free. So you can just download that book, and that's all you have to read, right? So you get it in your ear. Uh, if you're listening to podcasts, you should listen to audiobooks anyway. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Go so I think it, it it's it's around three hours to Iceland, and then it's uh, six more hours to Seattle. So you should get pretty far through that book by the time you arrive in Redmond. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, uh, Frederick, we need to ask you with a big question. And how does it feel not to be an MVP anymore? I am an MVP. I'm, I, ask me next next Thursday. I'll, I'll okay. tell you that. <laughs> yeah. not, not, not according to the MVP site. Uh, did, no. did they kick me out? Did yeah, they, do that they already? removed you from an MVP. Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there, there is a picture of you, but there's a red cross over your face. <laughs> well, thanks. I'll, I'll get that. No, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, it says, I, I have seen this man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason why we haven't done a podcast because I've been like super busy just trying to kind of get all the the loose loose threads that I have now in in projects and and with customers and getting people up to speed and try to hand over as much information to my colleagues as possible. So. That's kind of been my, my last weeks and, and coming up the next couple of months, I'm, I'm going to be traveling a lot. I'm going to be traveling a lot working for Microsoft anyway. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure if, if you're going to see this background, but I'm probably going to try to do something. Uh, maybe you can hook me up with a studio in, in Oslo and I'll, we'll come down there and, and do something. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can do podcasts still. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try at least and, and Tommy, if I, I promise you we'll do it, but uh, maybe this microphone won't be there. I bought a special microphone so I can use um, and I'm hoping that also other people kind of 
pick up the pace and add their content. So anybody who wants to make their own podcast, it's so easy. It's just like I, I'll, uh, I did a, a, a short demo for for a couple of MEPs on how to do it, but nobody has has come forward and, and wanted to start using podcasts. So anybody who wants to do podcasts, be on the YouTube channel. If you want to do a podcast, go just contact me and I'll show you how it's done and get you started. And it's just a, it's just a matter of, of actually booking a time in your calendar and say, I'm going to do a podcast and just sit down and talk to people because it's, mm. it's nice to talk to hear somebody talk well, about we, the product. We didn't plan for this, Frederick. I mean, yeah, we started this back in September, October, uh, 2016, right? Yeah. So this podcast is uh, a bit over a year old by now. And um, I get a feel that it has been welcomed. Uh, yeah. There is an audience for this. And so um, comment on the on the channel, comment on on Twitter, uh, and uh, give uh, give Frederick all the uh, all the incentive he needs to to keep it going. Otherwise, we'll just take the podcast and no, and, we, we uh, have to do it. We have to do provide it. Provide us some life without him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you have to. Everyone is going on. Yeah, we, we can always do refresh. So, so, so if you've seen all the podcasts, just start on the beginning again and then continue on. So, so, so we will do that until you start creating new podcasts. Like, oh, that's good. Uh, what well, we do? We're closing in on on. We have like six hundred and eighty or something subscribers on YouTube, and there's more subscribers on on the the podcast actually. So. We're just hoping that some people will uh, will come in and add their content into this channel. So um, so I'm open for anybody to, to it's like just start a show on on going through ideas.com just or the dynamics.com ideasdynamics.com. Just look through and just talk about them. It's it's that easy. Just find some content. It's mm. it's not that hard. It ties into what what Kurt said earlier that um, there is so much information that we. We as partners and as customers uh, are striving to 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 learn and and get it get into, and uh, so there's a hunger for for content. Even though they've been adding a lot of content on the documentation sites, and there's so much out there, um, it's good to have all all these various medias and and channels to to consume this all of this information. This yes. podcast edition. Yeah, and and also to get a personal personal touch because yes, we have tons and tons and tons of information, but uh, there is nobody who's saying ah I like this or I don't like this, and mm. and it's it's kind of the ability to her uh, to to just listen to somebody who who is trying these things and and saying here we need to improve and here we need to, um, and and here we need to do more, uh, and this is very good and so on and those kind of elements is 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 important the, the human touch basically to all the information that is, is available yeah mm. everything and if you want to check out docs if you wanted to have it to because talking on that uh kurt uh, did a a, a, pod, a blog on on how you can actually get it into your outlook uh, rss feed so you could uh, go check that out just uh, mm. get into that really nice uh, kurt and i'm hoping that we will get that for for um, for the the ideas.com ideas, .com, uh, ideas yeah. uh, site as well that would be awesome you can just yeah, get a feed of what's new in your rss then you will have 9000 crm ideas coming into your email box uh, yeah i hope you can <laughs> it would be nice to filter them right so um, 
Yeah, right. Um, but how do you feel that ideas.dynamics.com works for, for Sierra? Have, have you been in there and, and added some stuff? Um, the oh. ideas of your own? Yeah, uh, so I even did a blog post on something that uh, I wanted to change, and uh, I got a comment, and well, remember to link to your ideas. And I found out, like, oh, I had an idea about this, like, two years ago, and uh, now I'm blogging about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, there, there's a lot of good ideas there, and we have uh, one MVP in Sweden, uh, Jonas Lapp. Uh, he is quite often on Twitter complaining about ideas not being implemented. Mm. So I think if you ever need someone to push ideas for you, just give him an incentive. Yeah, because it's kind of funny on the idea side because people is kind of going into the ideas and then they start running to all the colleagues and friends and customers and saying, vote on this idea, vote on this idea and hope that it kind of um, stacks up and, and gets um, uh, gets more votes. But we actually don't know if that helps prioritizing it on the backlog that Microsoft have. Oh, I can tell you that it no, does. There... And specifically, I'm, I'm just going to go in and one of my ideas and where, where actually Conrad Folkman went in and he wrote uh, we are tracking this idea if it gets more traction. And I would suggest that that, that would be um, a clear indication that he wants more votes for it. Um, I guess that's Conrad. It's typical, uh, typical Conrad comment. Yeah. <laughs> need, yeah need, well, more. If you, need more. If you sort ideas on date and uh, see how many votes the oldest ones have, then it doesn't necessarily necessarily mean anything yeah. <laughs> like there yeah. are some ideas out there several thousand votes and yeah. just nothing happening yeah several, but, but it, yeah. it is perfect uh, uh, when you talk to customer and customer have i have this idea and of course you, you never say no to a customer uh, you always say that's a very good idea i'll report that to microsoft and now we have the tool for doing that mm. yeah yeah. And what, what, what are you going to do, Fredrik, now when you go from being a partner and going to work at Microsoft? Because when you worked as a partner, you were sitting selling stuff to the customer and you had these, all these ideas you could bring with you back to your your employee and you get, get some developer schmuck like me to implement it. But can you do that with Microsoft? Or I just, sort I of just told it, 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 is, it has been my my most important thing to to kind of try and and implement um standard right and uh i'm i'm fairly good at at coming around uh, getting business processes to kind of fit with standard or talking the customers into changing it uh i've had a we've had well i'm not going to mention any customers but the, the the ones that i'm talking about probably know the project we are implementing but so so there was a a, a subsidiary of uh, uh we are for the mother company or the the, the head of the enterprise we are uh, working with them and one of the subsidiaries had another partner which are implemented and we looked at the changes that they made or the ideas that they had for for or, or the change requests and looking at them i was like well have you really kind of tried to convince them to change that and coming, of course, from the head company, uh, we could be more 
we could be more uh, strict and say no you're not going to get that you have to do some some process changes or um, this is ridiculous you don't have to get that idea in uh, you could just uh, use some other fields or, or things like that but i also understand where the customer coming from like you say Kurt, no customer has a, has a wrong idea but if you're only working on that level and you don't have that guile i guess to to kind of change and challenge the customer and say well what you're doing and what you're suggesting is probably not the best way to go you we could add that it's a couple of hours for us and we'll make more money but maybe you could just use this other field and that will make the solution work just as well so mm. I'm, I'm thinking it's it's both that you're working with customers but you still want to to make them them uh, use standard. So getting back to what I'm actually going to do is, is I'm going to sell, and that's what I love. And answering people like, "Can it, your system do this?" and I'm possibly sure that I'm the one who who'll answer, "Yes, of course, it'll work. Yeah. In standard, no problem," because uh, that's kind of my mentality. Uh, and underlying that is probably, but you have to change some businesses, business processes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I feel like one of the big changes you will experience is, of course, when you start working at um, at Microsoft, you know which ERP system they are running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about that because that was a big. Uh, thanks for the segue, uh, Kurt. Uh, so, was it in? Is it December or something where Microsoft went out and had this big announcement with uh, with the SAP that they're yeah. going to run that on the back end? And uh, what you're saying is is probably sort of right because they are working with Dynamics products further down the chain. So what they're actually doing with SAP HANA is that that is going to run their core financial services. And that is not the scale which Dynamics 365 is meant to work. Mm. It is not at that level, right? It is Fortune 500 top 10 companies that's where kind of they are so transaction based and because they have already sap right they have their own mm. developer team they have their own company running their development and it's kind of not standard so i think the upgrading to that and again it's it's in the mantra and he wrote about that in a book with such as saying that it, you have to partner with people who are even in the same field as you are so even though they're competitors, they're still customers and vendors to each other. So it's a, it's a new Microsoft, and that's how they're going to do it. I think maybe yeah. some all, some all will, uh, had heads of, of Microsoft would do it differently and, and say, let's implement what we have here. Yeah. But would, would so, you, so, but the, the, the yeah. most exciting is, of course, the hour registration form that you will have in front of you every day at Microsoft. It is, next time I meet you and you've been working there, I'm looking forward to hear how it looks like and uh, and and if you wish it was Dynamics. I probably wish it well would have been. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, and uh, but let's. I think SAP for the, these types of companies, the big, 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 big companies, uh, makes a lot of sense when it comes to all those special transactions and the, the things that they do there. Would you would you think that? Uh, that you're, uh, would you implement Dynamics 365 for finance and operations in Microsoft? Do you think that would be plausible yeah. to do? Yeah, just just creating 5,000 instances or something like that. And hopefully have a... <laughs> right, yeah. Well, HANA yeah. Is, is better at that. Let's just yeah. 
That's just to say that. But what they got in return was from that deal was SAP on Azure, which mm. is gonna greatly increase their their the revenue on that. And yeah. <laughs> this is this is kind of what they did with Salesforce back in the day, um, and that didn't go so well. Um, uh, what's the, the head of Salesforce uh, kind of uh, went out and said that they're not happy about that. And then just after the Dynamics 365 was launched, we, we got the LinkedIn acquisition and it's like, I think they, uh, they weren't all happy about that. But I don't think that's going to happen with the SAP scenario. Uh, but, um, you know, win-win uh, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, uh, ha you you have something you want to add on that, Magnus? Marius? Uh, well, <laughs> I no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll like, see I, what happens. I, right. I, I better not talk about Salesforce because it's going to be a one-sided uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that that um, interesting uh, smile on your face. <laughs> That's the yeah, cool thing about video. No comment. Okay. <laughs> Not You're... a single comment. <laughs> yeah. So what's your outlook for 2018, Tommy? What's going to happen? 2018. Uh, it's going to be a good year. Um, and I'm basing that on that I've spent almost the entire 2017 digging in uh, on uh, operations. Prior to that, I... I had to sort of work a lot with the previous version of operations or AX2012. Uh, but um, I remember I spoke to Kurt uh, several months ago, asked him, do you do anything on AX2012? And he said, no. <laughs> and I was so jealous because I was like, oh, crap, I've got so many projects I'm working with AX2012. And I, but, but, um, uh, yeah, but uh, you, ha you have to know, not know something, Tommy. And um, um, I don't do what um, people ask me to do. I do what I want to do. So oh, each yeah, time yeah. I, I, I meet a customer and, and, and the customer, hey, will you come to work with us? Uh, we have something here we need to do. Okay, the first thing I ask, is it fun? And, and if, is it interesting? If, it's, if, you, if you comply to that, that, of course, I can work with that customer. So, okay. yeah. yeah, so so I don't, um, if a customer said, come here and uh, I have some very, very boring work, I just say no. <laughs> Let some other do it. I I tend to get some of the jobs that others, yeah, this is just, uh, give it to Tommy. He can sort yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but but there's there's a lot of challenging stuff that uh, that is uh, going to look into more into to, to retail uh and, and and those parts of of the solution and obviously also integrating with customer engagement and integrating with all sorts of various systems uh non uh, even non microsoft type of systems so yeah uh but it's going to be fun and i i i look forward to it because i i see the maturity of the product itself even though there are some well not some there are several parts that are still needs to mature further uh, on the operation sites. And and while we could talk about that Dynamics 365 is is sort of like uh, envisioned as the, as the same product platform, uh, what do you call it, sort of same portfolio of different um, uh, loosely coupled products. 
underneath the hood, it's it's still there's still different platforms there. Um, they have different uh, implementations. Um, there's differences in the technology. There are similarities, but there's differences in the technologies, and and you see it even in the licensing scheme as well. So, but there. Um, uh, it's like a stepping stone, and so we're going to see uh, business processes being stepped closer and closer and l loosely coupled, uh, and then we're going to see step by step the platform is getting closer and closer. So it's going to be interesting to watch how this yeah. evolves. Yeah, we also have a CRM department in our uh, offices, and we were going through the licensing of the, of the um, Dynamics 365. And you know that if you buy um, uh, the, what you call the plan two, which includes everything, then it's around 210 US dollars or something like that for an enterprise user. But if you remove the CRM part, it is 190. So we kind of uh, tell our colleagues that you're worth 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry Marius. <laughs> Oh, we uh, we're much too focused on earning money than how yeah. much we're yeah. worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the that's the cut to the CRM uh, department when you, when you when you d divide the spoils, right? Yeah. There, there's there's also this divide in terminology that there's a gap there that also needs to be bridged. Um, remember sitting, talking to a uh, customer engagement consultant was talking about configuration, but what he actually was alluding to was what I would call customizations, but he referred to it as configuration and configuration typically in the ERP world is setting parameters, um, not changing the system. So there's, and, and, you also have this, um, as far as I know, you have entities, uh, things that you can use to to interact or uh, either push data in or pull data out of your system. And uh, data entities in in operations, and I believe it's virtual entities in, in customer engagement. And uh, so there's there's terminology and words and gaps there as well that we need to to close. Yeah. I think I think they will get closer in in 2018. I see the platform maturing now a lot, and there's a lot of things in. I, I really like what they're doing with uh, ideas and how that is implemented, and also how they've added now the um, the, the roadmap. roadmap. Yeah, so so it kind of goes from the ideas and also all the, the other feedback channels that they have. I've seen is I've seen program managers add actually ideas into ideas to then kind of escalate it into to roadmaps. So you, you see some ideas being added by Microsoft people. And I guess that is based on feedback that they get from from different channels. And that then gets gets piped into their their um, roadmap. And the roadmap has uh, what they say is, is a six month, um, uh, six month horizon. So everything that's in that will be developed within six months. And it's, it's really interesting that we now see that they're on a two times a year cycle where they have a spring and an autumn release which basically is a winter and summer release but you know uh, they always lag like three months after and it's going to be interesting to see how that is going to to evolve we just have to go in there and and have a look at it and and get ideas in there and um, watch it mature the the platform the application and uh, and and kind of the whole ecosystem now yeah, yeah. so what's your prediction well, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you just have a question for Marius. Yeah. How deep are you into the VSGS part? Is that an active tool you're using? Sorry, which? VSTS, Visual Studio Team Services. Oh, yeah. So how deep I am into it? Yeah, how deep the, uh, the, um, uh, you're actually using that in implementations? Uh, so I haven't used VSTS for implementation since 2016, I believe. So recently just used uh, GitHub and the Bitbucket and uh, everyone uses Jira, so. Oh. But uh, I, I've had experience with it, and I've made some automation uh, tools for it, for C, CI-CD integration. But uh, I'm not sure what you're... Oh, yeah, because are you trying to make me say something stupid? Or? No, no, no. no. Uh, the, 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 reason, <laughs> the, the, the reason why I'm asking is because the implementations we are running today, we have the VSTS as the core implementation tool. We use it for functional consultants, we use it for developers, we use it for project management, and we use it for testing. So so the entire implementation project is organized around the VSTS. Right. So, uh, and, 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 that, and, and of course, when we are lifting in uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the sales process into that, I would just like to have your ideas if, if this is a tool that is commonly used in, um, in that domain. Uh, I believe so, but like uh, CI/CD hasn't really been uh, easy to do in Dynamics, at least in the CRM world. But there are some articles out there which explain how easy it actually is to get it up and running. Like uh, Sean MacArthur, uh, one of the guys behind the ADX studios, employed by Microsoft now. He did some uh, YouTube videos on how to implement that, and it's just, it's almost too easy, uh, complete with uh, branching strategies and how to maintain different versions when you're in ISV and so on. Mm. So yeah, for sales or field service or whatever you want, it's, it isn't much of an effort to fully integrate it with the uh, VSDS. Mm. But, you, you kind of have to look for the information it isn't presented to you as part of the installation or configuration. Okay. But well, what what kind of tooling do you use in, in custom regulations for sort of handling the, the life cycle of the implementation, or the customizations and, and that story? Yeah, so we have a tool called the package uh, deployer. Which lets you download a well, you download a zip file of the customizations, and it uh, explodes it into XML files, which you can check into source control. And thanks to Visual Studio 2010-2017, it does uh, XML diff. So when you download a new version of your solution, it only checks in the changes. So you can uh, go in and do a compare on different check-ins and see what has changed. Okay, so this is where you would use Git Git to sort of as a version versioning system, or I yeah. GFS with Git. Or, yeah, so uh, sorry, which, could, yeah. Mm. yeah, so you could probably use whatever you want. Right, but uh, there's no recommended the tool on the on the CRM or the customer engagement side. There's no default because on operations we have this 
lifecycle services that we use the portal where everything is kind of managed there's no equivalent to that on the the crm side i reckon oh. no so there's guides and the recommendations of microsoft websites uh but they're basically saying that like you can do you should plan for this and you should uh at least cover these bases and so on but it isn't uh, and I hope uh, I'm not wrong here, but I don't think there's a framework for uh, ALM. No, no. Hope, and maybe they'll, it sounds they'll to develop me, something right there. Yeah, so. it sounds to me like that with the operations or the X world, there's a little bit stronger emphasis on uh, customizations, probably for historical reasons, and also that typically it's there. You almost uh, immediately think about bringing over your older perhaps legacy customizations whatever you had in your previous versions of the erp you want to somehow get those customizations over between the versions now obviously you want to go with standard but there there is um, perhaps a stronger emphasis on customization and that lifecycle management and um, whatever uh, we've been told to use visual studio uh online and and using tfs we can't even use the git uh, flavor of tfs and uh, uh, VSTS, sorry, and um, we are sort of forced to use that um, by the tooling and basically by the using a best practice. So, but we're still we're doing development and customizations for operations, and while doing that, we we used uh, VSTS. Mm. Right. Mm. And the, the other thing we also do on our side is that everything is pushed over to the customer side. So uh, typically for us, uh, yeah. It is the VSDS of the customer that we're working on. Mm. So all of us is utilizing that. So we are kind of just providers of knowledge into the implementation that they have. So, um, but the um, the VSDS and the work orders, the epic, the features and so on are central tools in the implementation that we have right now. That's what is the drumbeat that we uh, have in the, um, uh, when we are performing the implementation. Mm. It's going to be exciting to look at also what supportive tools they're going to do. Maybe they'll take some uh, experiences from from operations and put it into CRM and, I'm sorry, customer engagement. And we'll, yeah. we'll see it pull back. Oh, it's, it's just going to be machine learning and automation. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Everything's yeah. going to be. It's, it's not going to be any coding in the future. You're going to ask but, some AI to do it for you. Yeah. But it, but it's it's like like I said earlier. I mean, uh, customer engagement, or formerly known as CRM, is is way more mature than operations here because we are still currently today uh, checking in uh, fixes on the Microsoft standard code, and I don't believe you have to do that with uh, customer engagements. Uh, you your the, whatever software that's delivered by Microsoft, you can't override it. You can't. You can't change it. Uh, you can extend on it and build beside it, but you can't uh, you can't remove it or change it. As far as I understand. Oh, uh, well, you can uh, with plugins. So you can register plugins that run synchronously, uh, pre-operation and pre-validation. So, for example, if you have cascade rules, you delete uh, an account, then it sh should delete all underlying contacts and all underlying emails and opportunities and so on. Then yeah. you could register a plugin which runs pre-validation. So before it validates all the data and connections and relationships, 
and just, for example, throw an error so you can't delete uh, an account at all. Or you could just do a rollup query and see are there under, any underlying contacts. Okay, then uh, just uh, abort this action because you're not supposed to delete an account if there are any active contacts on it. Well, so yeah. you could interrupt like you could interrupt the uh, the system uh, functionality that way. But you can't go in and change the actual compiled assembly uh, delivered by Microsoft. No. No. Can and you see that, the source code? You see the source code? Yeah. Yeah. The Microsoft source code. Uh, so no. I'm going to do a joke about Telerik, but no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we can step through the we can step through the Microsoft code. We have access to it when doing development, and it's probably going to be like that for a while. But they are they are constantly moving towards uh, what they call uh, hard soft ceiling and hard ceiling their own code, and in a few years we're going to get where you are with with uh, customer engagement and whatever we can do it will be sort of like a plugin or an extension something that happens prior or post to whatever standard is doing now let's hope we can still step to code though it's um <laughs> yeah it's, it's nice to see what they think and how they do it to be able to extend it even even easier like let's uh let's get let's let's not lose the access let's hope for that uh, and I can say that now until next Thursday. Next Thursday, I'll, I'll be. I can't be that objective. So, yeah. well, uh, but you know, as as a developer, all other developers have stupid ideas. <laughs> it's kind of annoying stepping through other people's codes because other people are stupid. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just when you're going to the dentist and he looks in your mouth and says, "Who was your previous dentist?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But ha have you, have you ever stepped through your own code thinking, who wrote this? And oh. then it's like, oh, that was me four years ago. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's my main reason for using a source control system is just to <laughs> not put blame on myself. Yeah, I, I don't develop that much anymore, but I did do it a lot, probably. And one of my my things I did it was to create comment jokes in this source code. Because uh, then I knew that people uh, started to look for the jokes in the um, in the source code, and then we actually got a code review. So they, they kind of tried to find where have Kurt put in Kurt put in the jokes right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they're focused on the jokes and not the bad code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, then I get away with it. So. Very nice. Um, so you're still. I'm so happy that you mentioned that we we're gonna. Uh, there was another business solution MVP because we need like four, and I'm gonna lose mine. When did? When did? Uh, and who? Who is this person uh, who got the the final MVP award in Norway? Yeah. So uh, it's Ahmad, and he got it the same month as me in November 2017. I didn't so know about that. So Ahmad, Ahmad Najir, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he's a business solutions MVP, and it's uh, based on his efforts with uh, Power Apps and Flow. Awesome. That's nice. We need to talk with him. We should have him on and do a. You can change him this picture right here of me out with him, and then you can do a podcast. So you have the Norwegian MVP business solution podcast. Mm. 
Well, yeah. we, we'll invite him. We have to get him on. And because uh, it's so... In <laughs> this is the kind of final piece to the puzzle where we will kind of rule rule them all. This is going to be the, the game changer for, for dynamics and, and where we kind of get the, the lower enthusiast people, everybody who will get away from these access apps and these SharePoint sites, business applications and the, and the, the, the spreadsheets that are roaming every company. And now we're going to get power apps all over. Tommy mm. is well, afraid about the lifecycle management, but uh, hopefully that's what we're going to get. Tommy. Nah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. I, it's just a servicing beta of operations uh, that I alluded to. That that is cumbersome, right? As it is right now. And I think we're going to do a, a dedicated podcast on that and potentially get some of the PGs out on that. That would be that would be great for a uh, power apps. No servicing operation. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tommy will arrange something, and I'll just show up, and it'll look like this. Yeah, and by then you're going to pl pluck down your MVP posters behind you, or you're going to keep them up. Hey, I yeah. still got the awards. It's an award. <laughs> it's not like uh, when you lose them, it's, you kind of have you, to take them down. You can't right? prove it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but what uh, what question? Let's say that that you work at Microsoft for a few years now, Frederick, and then suddenly you would say, that, okay, now I want to go back in into a customer or a partner, and do you need to reapply to be MVP, or or you're just on a pause? Uh, no, I will probably have to make uh, the contribution efforts that I've uh, done over the years uh, and, and get back into the game. I would. Uh, okay, so you uh, will go back to the start. Mm. Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not leaving Microsoft. Hey, I'm, I'm, I made it. <laughs> I'm working for the greatest company in the world. Yeah. Why would I ever stop? So uh, the pay's good and... Uh, and uh, it's the greatest thing in the world, right? To go around yeah. just talking to people. And uh, I was told that I'm not going to be putting in, in timesheets. No timesheets. That was... Uh, so uh, hopefully I won't see any SAP. I'll just okay. yeah. run around and, and yeah, supporting we, we, you we guys will be missing your, yeah, One thing, I want to thank you, Frederick. We have, you have done a tremendous work for the, um, for the uh, community that we have. And, and I want to thank you for having the podcast and also being available. And um, I think the uh, everybody listening to enjoys that we uh, have such a profile as you. Uh, it is kind of sad to lose you as an MVP. Well, I'm so, not going to be. I'm still going to be in the product, and and I'm going to be doing. I've I've got a. I've got like two sessions still. I'm going to be active in the AXUG thing because what I are think. Timesheets. What? <laughs> Sorry. What? Like oh, we lost uh, him. Yeah, we lost him. Well, anyways, but I'm still going to be a part of the community. I'm still going to be, though, a little bit less. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and, 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 because I think it's so important, and I think the community even sells the product more. So if I want to mm -hmm. sell some more, it's, it's like build, doing the groundwork, and it's gonna, it's gonna sell itself. Yeah. Well, there we go. Okay. So yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, it's been awesome. Thank you to Marius, who is now just uh, a blank uh, yeah, Skype we lost person. Uh, Kurt got shifted over here, so I'll, I'll just I'll just yeah. pull you in, <laughs> Kurt. Just... Oh, there we go. Now we, we really lost him. Everything's going to pieces. Um, 
Well, thank you guys. Um, go subscribe to our podcast. If you don't know uh, where to find that, you go to Dynamics Podcast. That's dynpodcast.com uh, to find my stuff. Go and check out Kurt's blog because that is probably also one of the most functional and greatest podcast blogs out there. So that is kurthatlevik.wordpress.com. He should get his own domain soon, but you know. <laughs> Uh, it costs money. Uh, yeah, Two dollars each month. So no way, I'm coming. He's, he's an efficient guy. So, uh, and <laughs> and go check out uh, Tommy's. Uh, it's it's yet another AX still. Yet another yep. AX.com. Uh, and um, we'll be back shortly. Uh, and uh, so click that subscribe button and also click the bell icon because uh, we do stream these podcasts that we do and if you want to be uh, a part of our recording session um, yeah you have to to subscribe because then you get notified when we do it we seldom pre uh, announce that we're going to do podcasts so uh, yeah go check it out and thank you so much for joining us uh, and bye for now uh -huh.